Welcome to another episode of the Seven Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph, and today I have with me a longtime friend of mine. We used to work together when we were stationed in Japan. Before we begin, though, for those who do not know, I am a photographer, and I just got done doing some photos for the business she is now pursuing, and it was a blessing. We'll get into that, but first, I'm going to let her introduce herself. Well, hello, all. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to all who are listening. Uh, my name is Raven, and I am the owner, creative director, glitter owner, uh, orderer, packer, everything of Magnificent Honey. And I am just blessed and thankful to uh, be here with, again, a good longtime friend, um, Mr. Wright out here doing doing the damn thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Where are you from? Uh, originally from Austin, Texas. You know, Texas, the greatest country on earth, but I am a, a plant here in wonderful Portsmouth, Virginia, thanks to Uncle Sam. Uh, been here going on six years, going to do another three, and it's, it's not bad. It's allowed me to grow uh, career-wise and to uh, start to flourish in my business that started off as a, a weekend hobby and turned into something much bigger than what I ever thought it would be. <laughs> It'd be like that, especially if it's like a, your passion that you didn't even know about. So exactly. thank you again. I want to thank you again for booking me for your products because that opened up my eyes for like um, being a travel photographer. And now that I see that it's possible that people will book you if they support you no matter what. So I'm looking forward to more traveling and that is definitely in my future plans. So thank you for that. You are very welcome. All right, got flewed out. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, when it when for it sure. came time for me to, uh, I really had to think. I'm I'm gonna scale this up. I want to make my aesthetic a lot more well rounded and eye catching and appealing to the masses, especially with some things I'm trying to work on in the background for the long term. I want to make sure that what I present is the best possible representation of my craft. Now that again started off as a hobby and. It wasn't even a second thought when it came to, I need a photographer. What's Wright doing? Where's he at? Let me see what, <laughs> what he's going to do. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Um, just because I, I see your work, you have evolved. You are out here doing it. Your photos are bomb. So I was like, nah, let me go ahead and do this. And I remember our chat was, well, I'll just send it to you. And you was like, nah, nah, I can do it better in person. I was like, yeah, you're right. All right. Send me that invoice. Let's <laughs> get this done. For sure. Definitely. I was like, I'd rather just be there, especially because like shipping these days is is um very costly. Oh yeah, I'm glad um, we didn't do it with this uh these these gas hikes. Shipping oh, yeah. be three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, and definitely like um setting up the the products for like the photos that we took. I don't think I would have gotten better photos than what we got because you had the beach, and then you had your wooden floor with the nice aesthetic. It was perfect, so it worked out. It worked out. I'm glad. I, I trusted your vision and look at it. Mm-hmm. I'm here just doing good wait, things. Wait till you see the rest of the pictures. I'm going through them and it's just fire. Oh, just a few didn't show me. I'm like, ooh, where they? Yeah, I'm ready to see the, the uh, body washes, the shower mm-hmm. shots. Oh yeah, those was good too. Yep. Everybody, everybody, listen to get your mind out the gutter, okay? Oh, the shower yeah. shot for the aesthetics. <laughs> <laughs> the shower shots of the um, the body washes. 
yeah, you got men um body wash too. You got men and women um products. So mm-hmm. I do, you know. I do. I'm definitely trying to expand into my men's care because men need good natural skin care too, not just us ladies. We we mm-hmm. monopolize on the market right now. There's not really a niche for men, and I want to try to supply a little bit that I can uh to help out my brethren. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, the best way to grow is to expand. So oh yeah, expansion has been one of my uh unanticipated growing pains um while you were here you you saw my kitchen definitely did not look like that when I first moved into my house (laughs) my my business has taken over my sunroom part of my walkway my entryway uh my my kitchen is 80 percent my business between shelves and products Mm -hmm. I have 200 pound blocks of shea butter and 50 pounds of cocoa butter it it definitely has taken off but I, I love it it's something I get to create not only for others, but I, I can use it. Like my shower is full of samples and different scents and it takes mm-hmm. months to test everything out. So I just, I'm, I'm enjoying all of it. Yeah, I was able to um, witness the, um, how you say, the, the madness. Like, it's yes, like <laughs> the madness, the expansion mm-hmm. madness. I, there's times yeah. I think I should just, I should have got the other house ahead of a bigger kitchen, but I never thought this would come and I just had to make do and um, I'm steady on the uh, organizational path to really streamline um, my products as a part of uh, my overall long-term rebrand for the next couple months. I'm going to start scaling back on certain products and kind of redefining my um, my overall line to, to kind of I guess minimalize a little just just a smidge just scale it back because you know I wanted to have this scent and that scent I want to have a fruity and a floral and a, a masculine and a musk and a vanilla and then mm-hmm. when I realized I'm, I'm making all this literally by hand I have to schedule out this Saturday is going to be nothing but body wash Friday night is nothing but prepping butter Saturday afternoon is making soap Sunday is cooling and cutting Sunday evening we're cleaning go back to work do it all again the next week so I had to uh scale back on my pipe dreams just just a little bit and realize that for now I'm a one woman show until I can get into um fulfillment and then we'll see what happens with that mm-hmm. definitely um uh like a trial and error like a learning experience like um goes with any kind of business and like you said like you're trying to do a whole lot and then you realize it's overwhelming it's kind of like I know when I um with my photography, I want to do kids, weddings, models, products. I want to do it all, but like eventually, I have to scale back and just focus in on a certain category so that I'm not like overbooking myself or like mm-hmm. being too overwhelming and just having time for myself. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, booked and busy is is cool until you booked and busy, and you're like, wait a minute, is this really what mm-hmm. I wanted? I want to be able to sit down, but yeah, definitely lots of trial and error with this, with this uh, niche I have right here. Yeah. Like being overbooked is the goal, but then you realize you don't have no time for yourself. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it doesn't, it is, it's not, um, it kind of takes away a little bit of the fun, but it it is worth it. But at the same time, you still want time for yourself. Oh, yeah, definitely, especially um, still being active duty, having to balance duty mm-hmm. days. And right when COVID was starting to kick off, the command that I met, we were 
underway for a week, in for a couple weeks, out for a couple weeks, or a week, in, out, in, out, didn't really know the certainty of what we were going to do. And I mean, I know you don't miss that life, but um, mm-hmm. that, that was something that I would have to, okay, I got to shut my store down. Okay, I got shipments coming in. I'm going to have to get my, my neighbor, who's also on the ship when she's not on duty, to come push all my stuff into my house away it's not sitting on my porch until I get home man I I remember those days like um, um, having to shut down before and having people inbox me and pack from the middle of the ocean I apologize <laughs> I wish I could but I can't um just that and when I started calculating out based off of my net sales and my average average come on words my average revenue that was coming in I was losing having that store closed for those underways, I'm like, Uncle Sam, now you cutting into my bottom line right now, sir. I understand I got this contract, however, comma. <laughs> um, <laughs> so having to balance that out and having to work what I would feel was like twice as hard when I did get back into, into uh, in the port. I mean, you come in, you did an underway, you want to drop your bags at the door and hit, hit, your, hit the couch. I'm dropping my bags at the door and coming up here and pulling out butter and lye water and fragrances and i'm i'm right back to it um but when i started doing that i realized i really must love this because most people most people go home go straight to sleep me Mm -hmm. i'm like bag dropped tv (laughs) on let me get a snack where's my recipe book at (laughs) and i'm getting right back to it shoot in a way do you feel like it's therapeutic like the, um, the process of like creating everything so that's why you're so addicted to it I do. Um, and it took me a while to realize that that's what it was. Um, and initially, it was something new to do, something to fill kind of my my downtime with, okay, I don't want to just be the person that just sits on the couch and watches TV, but let me do something. And the it was a, kind of a funny story how it all started. I I think I had, a, I had an allergic reaction to something. I had gotten a new... Uh, a new lotion. I can't remember what it was, but it was like the, the hype for uh, a new product on like social media. I was like, oh, I'm gonna try that butter. And I had a whole reaction to it. Mm-hmm. And something in me was like, okay, what is it that might be in this product that, you know what, I'm just going natural. I'm gonna start eating natural. I'm gonna start using natural this, natural that, natural this. And it was uh, around the time that there was a, a bigger push for like the hair community and natural skincare and natural washes, natural feminine washes, face washes, all this mm-hmm. stuff. And I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna find me uh, a product that that's completely vegan and, and cruelty free and, and all of that stuff. And um, it was around the time that the honey pot was selling out uh, left and right, like at the height of let's support all black natural businesses. But at the time um, it was, I think it was right around the time that the honey pot like they had that mini controversy where they had the their uh, they had that commercial. They actually shot a commercial with the owners, and at the end, she said something to the effect of like to support little black girls or something, where she directed it specifically at little black girls. And Waihite America lost their minds, and so <laughs> in support as a backlash, they were sold out for a very long time. That was around the time I was like, well, I want to go natural with my feminine wash and with my deodorant, this that, and the third, and so. <laughs> I looked on YouTube for how to make soap. I don't know why I just did. I looked on YouTube, how to make soap. And of course, YouTube has everything. And I found a couple of recipes and I was like, wait a minute, if they can do it, I can do that. Like you can literally make bar soap, liquid soap, this soap, that soap, shave soap, shampoo. I can do this. So I went on Amazon. 
I bought a little $30 kit with a mold in it and a little pouch of uh, lye, which contrary to popular belief, you cannot make soap without lye of any kind. Um, learn that. Um, the naysayers, will, well, if it has lye in it, doesn't that burn your skin? It doesn't during the saponification process. Like the, the chemical reaction causes it to um, evaporate out. So that's where my bar soaps would come in. And that's why they would take so long to cure because, I mean, by all means, you can use it. It's just going to burn until the lye evaporates out completely. So I was like, well, I don't want to work with lye. That's a chemical. But through weeks of research and reading a lot of books that I did not know existed, um, I was able to formulate like a basic recipe of just olive oil, cocoa butter, shea butter, a little bit of like sweet almond oil. And I made my first bar soap and it was uh, oatmeal, milk and honey, honey scented. I still have a picture of it from when I cut it. And um, it took off from there. And I started watching more videos on YouTube and big soap makers who have made this an entire lifestyle. Um, there's some that, I mean, I'm not counting nobody's pockets, however, comma, um, they're doing very well for themselves. And I thought, well, I can do that. I mean, everybody needs soap. And if I continue to make or formulate a good, solid, natural product, and it legitimately does its job and doesn't cause any further skin issues, actually maybe heal some naturally with the body, then I'm in there. And it just blossomed from there. Then I went from bar soap to uh, body butter and just expanded out of that. But it, it definitely has been a very, very therapeutic means of keeping me calm after a long day where I didn't have to roll my neck and pop off at the mouth to keep some people in line. You know, sometimes you got to talk to people like they're crazy out here in, in, in these military streets. And just to <laughs> recenter myself, I, I would come in and just, I want to make something. And I think we had come back from an underway and um, I think we, we had a major casualty. Like when we pull back in, um, and when I say casualty, for those listening, like it wasn't like a casualty, like something happened on the boat. Like we had a, a major um, a rupture. We had a CHT rupture, which for my civilian folks is um, basically the toilets exploded. And like having to stay after we had been out to sea and having to stay on board to, to handle that. And then we got off work late. It was already dark. I think I had duty the next day. I just came home. I was like, I'm sick of this Navy. I'm, I'm just mad. And I looked up uh, a recipe had come across my, my YouTube feed for liquid body wash. And I was like, you can, how have I never divulged into this? And the next, all that next duty day, I was looking up recipes online, came home the next day, looked in the cabinet for what ingredients I had and bam, I started making liquid soap, um, which is kind of a weird thing. CHT is the reason why I have liquid body wash, but you know, hey, <laughs> stranger things have, have come out of stranger beginnings. So, yeah. That's crazy motivation. Hanging at the Navy. Military will do that to you, but um. Yeah, I find it to be very soothing. You, I have, oh man, um, 50 plus different fragrances, some of which I, and I think that's another thing is the experimentation that you can explore with this. I can create swirls and dips and drops in different colors. I have a bucket of probably 60 to 70 different color pigments, neons, mattes, 
bright colors, um, flat colors, anything that I could want to uh, mix with my color wheel and make a whole new color um, with my cold process. So there's various ways of making soap, either cold process or melt and pour. And the best way I can distinguish the two is biscuits. So melt and pour is instant biscuit mix and cold process is you get up with your grandma at four o'clock in the morning and y'all break out the flour and you sift it with the yeast and you let it rise. That's, that's the cold process side of it. Um, for a relative uh, everyday life, uh, Dove bars, the bars of soap that you get in the boxes at Walmart, Target, wherever you, wherever you get your bar soap, if that's what you choose, those are cold process bars. Anything that's hard like that um, are going to be those bars. And it's just, you know, it's, it's my baby. <laughs> it's, it's my thing. It's, it's my baby now. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What what's your favorite kind of soap to make? Um, cold process. The cold process method is my favorite, even though it is longer. And it sometimes I, as soon as I'm in the middle of it, I wonder, why am I doing this? Because it takes um for me more time and consideration into it. And nothing against anybody that makes cold process or uh, melting pour bars out there. Not no no shade, no nothing at all. Um, but for me, cold process, I'm able to handle each individual ingredient. I'm able to pull out my bucket of cocoa butter, um, something which some may seem, may think is weird, but like, like the smells of it, like the entire smell of the process is very soothing. Like you have organic shea butter, you have your actual cocoa butter, um, all of my various oils, the smell of sweet almond oil, macadamia nut oil. Uh, what all do I have? Aloe vera oil um sweet almond aloe vera sesame oil uh olive oil ain't nobody ashy in this house <laughs> i'll just say that <laughs> nobody's ashy in this house uh grapeseed oil apricot oil all kinds of just light and that's a, that's another part is like learning that all oils are not created equal some will absorb into the skin some will sit on top some will bead off and very much so experimenting over the years with different oils and the absorption rate and making sure that you're not just throwing something together um, mm-hmm. just to put a product out there, but you're actually putting together like something that people are going to use on their body. Um, I've gotten great, fabulous reviews from a good friend of mine, Rowena, who I've known since we was hanging off the, the monkey bars upside down back, at, back home in Texas. And her daughter has a bout of eczema. And so I literally would make this special vegan bar for her. And it was only comprised of sunflower oil infused with calendula leaves, which I would steep for six to eight weeks in the sunflower oil, just to be able to mix it in and have all of the good healing and anti-inflammatory properties of calendula. And look at me with the anti-inflammatory using all the (laughs) big words, look at me. And um, knowing that from I'm working on it, (laughs) knowing that from a holistic standpoint, by all means, it's not like modern medicine, but really digging into herbs and the power of different herbs and flowers and just kind of honing in on that. And that actually sparked my baby butter bar um, was I figured, well, if Rose daughter's going through this, I'm pretty sure there are other people. And then on top of that, babies have the most delicate skin. Mm -hmm. Even furthermore, your skin is the largest organ on your body. You might as well take care of it. Because your, your skin absorbs everything, the air, the water, 
stuff that's still on your clothes when you touch things like your skin absorbs all of that so um, anything you put on it will be in it so you need to make sure that you're taking care of uh, the one temple you got yeah you sound like you could be a a skin doctor like a dermatologist what do you call it yeah dermatologist a dermatologist yeah <laughs> i'll be like you see that mole right there just put a little bit of apple cider vinegar you die <laughs> <laughs> what's like the best um oil you would say for the skin you said like some sit on top some get absorbed some mm-hmm. so with that and it blew my mind it depends on what time of the year so in the winter time you're gonna need a thicker oil um that is going to penetrate and keep you moisturized a lot longer. And so that's where I would say maybe a little bit of coconut oil, which I know some people are completely against it, but hear me out. So <laughs> coconut oil, if, if you're so inclined, you can extract the M- MCT, which is the liquid version of coconut oil. So if you go down like the, the cooking aisle where you have all your, your marshmallows and your nuts and your cans of evaporated milk and flour and all that stuff you go to the oil side of the house there's a cooking oil that is liquid coconut oil it is it is pure mct it's not going to harden it's not going to get it's not going to rethicken um it's got the viscosity of make viscosity big word number two um <laughs> it's got the viscosity of a um of an apricot oil now apricot oil by all means is not it's not sold locally. You're not going to really find it in Target or Walmart or Kroger, whatever store that you have nearby. You might have to get it on like Amazon. But um, for the wintertime, I would say um, a very light coconut oil mixed with a little bit of water because when your skin is damp or you get out and you're not fully dry, that's the best time to put any kind of oil, um, depending on, again, what time of year it is. In the wintertime, a thicker oil like your, your coconut oils, maybe a little bit of olive oil if you are expensive like that. And um, I would say maybe an aloe vera oil for the winter time. Aloe vera is a good one year round, especially if you have skin conditions of like eczema, rosacea. Um, uh, I was about to say contact dermatitis. That's the military in me. Everything is contact dermatitis. But <laughs> um, if you have any um, ongoing skin, I wouldn't say mutation. Like mutation sounds like a very bad word, but like little areas on your body that like flare up. Um, eczema is the first one and like the most prominent one that comes to mind and you can literally help your body heal from the outside in and the inside out as well and then during the summertime I like to switch to a lighter oil such as apricot definitely keeping aloe vera in the mix and um what's that's my what's that other favorite one I like a little bit of macadamia nut just just a smidge and um non-roasted walnut oil made the very very costly mistake of mixing up ap- uh, walnut oil with roasted walnut and everything smelled like wood i was so mad <laughs> so mad but those those lighter oils that can penetrate easily don't clog your pores don't sit on top of your skin are definitely uh, some of my personal go-tos and that's why i, I keep them on tap for my for my products <laughs> that's good to know good good gemstone yeah. for people that's listening yeah, um, yeah, yeah. These black folks, we can't always revert to coconut or cocoa butter. Cocoa oh, butter yeah. don't save everything. <laughs> <laughs> it used to, that used to be the, the solution back in the day. Oh, yeah. Cocoa oh, yeah. butter, Vaseline. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which they got hip to that and they made a cocoa butter scent to Vaseline. They made it into a lip balm. Or you can get it at mm-hmm. Walmart, rub it all over yourself. I just looked at it like, all right, now you can't yeah, put cocoa right. butter on everything now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. right. 
Mm-hmm. So like aside from like making the soaps and the um every all the products, you have the labeling, the shipping, all the all the other stuff. Did you know what you was getting into when you first started as far as the branding part? Not at all. Emphasis on at all. So <laughs> I just thought I'm just gonna make this and then sell it. And then it wasn't, a, it wasn't until I started actually physically making it. I said, okay, I have a product. How am I going to give it to people? I'm just going to hand it to them. That's not going to work. Okay, let's go on Amazon and let's, let's look up some packaging. Okay, we got, okay, we got clear heat seal wrap. Okay, I'm going to get some of those. And I get it. And I'm like, well, how am I going to seal it? I need, some, I need a heat source. Okay, well, let me go get a hairdryer. Okay, that's not enough. Okay, so let me go over here to Michael's. It was a slow process of learning in the moment. Okay, I need this to make this work. And I'm going to need that to make this work. Okay, so yes, I am logistics. I am manufacturing. I am creative director. I am marketing. I am uh, advertising. And had I known what I know now, I would have hired an assistant a long time ago. So... <laughs> Yes, there there is a lot that goes into it. And there are some ways where it's beneficial to do it yourself because you know what you want to present. You know how you want to market. You know how you want your packaging to be. You know how you want your overall aesthetic. You know how you want your orders to go out. You know how you want, like down to my thank you stamps that Mm -hmm. I hand stamp on each and every order. And I recently uh, went over to Michael's and got um, some more markers because I want to start doing handwritten thank you notes on all of my uh, all my orders um, I, ain't, I ain't gonna lie sometimes uh, when I get a rush of 20 or 30 I might just get that thank you stamp I might not get that handwritten <laughs> note it's two o'clock in the morning and I'll be trying to go to bed but no in, in all seriousness I, I definitely want to um, keep that that one-on-one um gratitude appreciation with every single person who has ever purchased and will purchase in the future from my business but down to boxes um the logistics of keeping up with inventory and making sure that i have enough jars for the large butters the small butters the body washes the feminine wash i need to make sure i have boxes for the soap my uh, satin drawstring bags for my men's soap and my feminine soap like all those different things that I had no idea I was going to scale up to, but it goes into that overall final product. And when my customers open up that box and they see my uh, packaging tape with my brand on it, when they see uh, that everything or know that everything was hand-packed by me, because when I can remember to, to put it on TikTok, it's going on TikTok. And packing videos are also very therapeutic for me because I'm able to have fun with my tissue paper and uh, picking out the samples, which I try to put a, a free sample, sometimes a full size sample in every single order that goes out, especially if they're first time uh, purchasers, first time customers. As soon as I see that, I'm like, bet you finna get this, 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 and this. Just because from a small business standpoint, you only get one chance to make a first impression with a customer. And mm-hmm. knowing that you took the time out to go to my website, whether it was through my TikTok or through my Instagram, you went to my website, look through uh, what I have to offer, put it in your cart and purchase and you didn't have to. So that's my little small way of I'm not just going to fulfill this out. Not right now to somebody else. And you put it together and it's like my Amazon video where everything just gets thrown in a box and here's a label. OK, bye. No, I literally pick out the box based on your order. And that was a whole nother thing. Finding boxes. 
thank you for you line, but <laughs> finding boxes and not having, um, cause when I started out, of course, trying to save money as things started to scale up, I was like, all right, now I'm, I'm eating into my budget right now. I'm, I'm yeah. dipping into my savings to, to do this and not wanting to go overboard too quickly. Um, cause I definitely cash flowed the first two years um of everything and it took me almost two and a half to start really seeing a profit so these folks that's out here trying to make a quick ten thousand dollars tomorrow it, mm-hmm. it ain't it like you got to be in this for the long haul and that just an attest to like if you really care about it it's not about the money and even for me it's not about the money it's about me putting out a good solid product um for people who need skincare, clean skin and the, the money will come, but I, I love what I do with this, but yeah, the logistics side of it, whew, I had to get real good with, with QuickBooks and um, Crafty Base and all of my various uh, softwares that I have to use to make sure that it alerts me because uh, the height of COVID supplies were, whoo, baby. Like I was telling you when, <laughs> when you were down here, the shipments that came in the week you were here, I've been waiting over a year for them. Like that is mind blowing with companies that you usually can order on Monday and you got a a tracking number by Wednesday, you order on Monday, they're telling you, Hey, it's going to be three weeks before we can even get to your order. And I'm over here. Like, I don't have three weeks. I got four jars left. What are you doing? (laughs) So definitely having to stay on top of that and ordering in bulk. That was, that was another thing I was scared to do because I don't want to have all this stuff in my house, but it really, it does save long-term and you know that you always have it on hand, especially when, I'm pushing out my wholesale orders and I'm doing a restock and I have a few people who they like to stock up six months at a time. I can't be like, oh, I'm out of jars. I'm sorry. No, I got to feed the streets out here as the rappers say. (laughs) So that that was another thing that, that, that was a big one to jump into was the first time I placed my big, the first big order that I placed, I was like, who, I just did that. Who, oh, I didn't get pay on that. Oh, oh, is, is my is my bank account gonna send me a text and ask me if it was me? Oh, they didn't. Okay, they're just gonna let that one fly. All right, bet. But that was my first leap of faith. And there's been so many various leaps of faith that I've taken on just different products and failed at, at a couple of them, a couple dozen of them. Um, some mm-hmm. products you put out there and it just doesn't take. All right, all right, learn my lesson on that one. And then you have some that I can't keep in stock. And it's, I'm like, how did that? take off but that whatever that's what y'all want i'm on it um so yeah the logistics side of it and creating the labels and the content creation and marketing and trying to stay up and be relevant in my little pocket of the world is a it's who is it's a journey it's a whole journey i saw i saw the like i said the madness and it was like overwhelming to me so i don't know how it is to you but since you've been (laughs) in it for so long I don't know how it is, how you do it. So I'm just, I just be looking at all the shelves that you have, where you, mm-hmm. the bubble wrap, the boxes, the the popcorn. You have like the, mm-hmm. the packaging, yeah, the packaging <laughs> that holds the packaging three peanuts. candles. Yeah, yep. you, you got the packages yep. that hold like three. Yeah, you have three of those. Yeah, like, um, it's different kind of packaging. You just, you just have it all, and I'm like, damn, this looks like it costs a lot of money. So like, I don't know how yeah. you do it. I, you know, I don't a lot a wing and a prayer. That's how I did a wing and a prayer. But um, yeah, that that was another part of uh, research when I expanded into candles. Like, do I really want to do this, or am I just jumping on this bandwagon because everybody? Oh no, 
there's no bandwagon right now. Um, I started my candles back in, I'd say 20, 2018, late, mm-hmm. early 2019, uh, right before I got to the boat. And I was just kind of playing around with candles, just uh, Bath and Body Works. I mean, they're cool and all, but I ain't been trying to pay $25 candles. So by all True. means, if I can make them myself and I can make the sense that I want to use and like really research different waxes, I had no idea that there were as many waxes out there as there are. There's coconut wax, apricot wax, paraffin blends, uh, complete soy blends. Um, There's a a good chunk of them out there. And um, it's one of those moments where you go, okay, if you really want to do this, you got to go in (laughs) with with the right mindset and you you can't punk out on it, all right? If you're going to go in, you're going to go all out. And so I found a vessel that I liked. found a, a couple waxes that I experimented with for a couple months, found some wicks. It's not just taking a wick and some wax and throwing it in a jar and bam, you got a mm-hmm. candle. That's how you're going to set somebody's house on fire. You ain't trying mm-hmm. to do that around here. So oh, yeah. the research, uh, I took the same mindset that I had with my soap and crafting those recipes because by all means, you can find anybody's recipe online and say, oh, take 112 grams of this and 27 grams of this and let it sit and you're good. No, you you definitely have to experiment with those recipes and find that balance because coconut oil in larger quantities can be very drying on the skin instead of cleansing. Um, You'll have to substitute in more of a conditioning oil like a uh, aloe vera oil or a uh, apricot oil, uh, more vitamin E. Like you have to find that balance with your recipes. Otherwise you're going to tear somebody's skin up. And so I took that same mindset of, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to research it. I'm not going to put nothing out until I'm proud of it, until I know that I have worked on all the kinks or as many kinks as I can. And then we're going to go for it. And again, some of these pandemic candle makers, (laughs) uh, all shade, no tea. Some people just started putting vessels and, and wicks and wax together and was like, bam, $25. And that really uh, saturated the market and brought down kind of the, the reputation of candle makers because there was a, a flood of people. And I get it. During the pandemic, there was a lot going on and people were out here trying to make ends meet. I got it. I get it. However, comma, you started making candles on Monday and the, the candle groups were booming with okay, so what's the best wax for this? And what's the best wick for this? And where do you get your vessels at? Like outright asking people who have been doing this for decades, like what's, what exactly is your recipe? And I would sit back and watch it in the forums. Like these people really out here asking recipes until it happened to me. And I thought, oh, you is bold. There was a lady who jumped in my inbox from the candle group. And she, I guess I made a comment, uh, like replying back to um, somebody had an issue with tunneling. So tunneling is when the wick is too small and it burns straight down and it doesn't catch any of the wax on the perimeter. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it just basically just goes straight down. And so that's, a, that's a dud candle. So someone did not do their research on it. So she was testing. She's like, I keep having this happening and I don't know what's going on. And I'm like, Oh, baby girl, it's, it's tunneling. That's all you got to do is change out your wicks, make it a little bit bigger. Cause you want to be able to test your wicks so that within an hour, it burns to the very edge and creates an even pool. And so she jumps in my inbox. She's like, Oh my God, thank you so much for your, for your comment. It's just, no one's responding back to me. And I'm like, well, yeah, because like after a while you start to see which people are there to really learn how to make candles and which ones are there for a money grab. Cause they'll ask mm-hmm. certain questions. They'll li- outright ask what's the best wax what's the best wick like no we're not about to tell you so if you take a cd8 
with a paraffin soy and you mix it or you, you melt it down to 210 and then mix it at 160 and pour it 140, you have a perfect candle. No, that's not how that works. And so that's what a lot of people were legitimately looking for was they just wanted the, the key to the kingdom. And so we're going back and forth. And I'm like, no, I've been making candles for about a year, but it takes a lot of practice and research and this and that. And you sometimes have to just buy kits and blah, blah. I'm just like giving her little tidbits. And so she outright asked, okay, so what, what wax do you work with best? And I was like, well, right now I use 6006, which is a pretty well-known paraffin soy blend. And um, I also dabble with soy. She's like, okay, but which one do you, do you like better? And I was like, well, my paraffin soy is a lot easier because it holds more fragrance. Um, and it, the hot throw, so the scent that you smell when it burns is called a hot throw. And so if you want a, a more potent hot throw, you want to be able to smell the candle across the room, there's certain fragrances, more vanillin, vanilla um, candle fragrances you'll have to use to get that throw. And so she's just like, okay so, um, okay, so what wick do you use with that? I was like, well, it depends on the fragrance, different fragrance oils burn different man what is it that you want from me <laughs> what is that you want <laughs> why was you saying like so what what recipe combination just like works best for you uh-huh okay okay so she you basically want wants you to, to do the candle for her for free yeah you you want to throw out the eight plus months of research that i've done at home and just tell you what i ended up with so that you can go make it and slap a 25 dollars sticker on it and pay your rent this month no man i'm not going to do that because that devalues all the research and long hours and wick testing because not all wicks are created equal not all jars are created equal not all wax are created equal so you have to get in there and find out which one works for you a cd8 may work for somebody over a eco8 a eco10 may work better versus a cd14 a wooden wick may work better than a cotton or a zinc wick for some people with different waxes and you have to get in there and really test that out and not just throw it together and go bam here's a candle so Mm-hmm. That was one of those moments I was like, these, these folks really be out here like scamming and scheming, trying to get you for your your hard work. No, ma'am. Not today. No, ma'am. Yeah, it goes like that for a lot of industries where um, people just want the handout and they don't want to put in the time mm-hmm. to actually learn the craft because they just want they're in it for the money. Like you said, it's not a passion for them. And that's pre- pretty much the reason I'm doing this podcast for people to learn the mm-hmm. ins and outs of each field so that they're not just jumping into it thinking it's easy and they're just going to slap a, a price tag on it. And that, like you said, devalues your experience, your time you put in to learn. And that alone is value, like the time you put in to learn. And that's why you're able mm-hmm. to charge people what you charge. And eventually you'll be able to teach people and charge them for that as well. So that all comes from learning and t- trial and error and the ups and downs like is that's all part of it exactly exactly like if a young buddy photographer reaches out to you it's like what's a good lens to start with? what's a good camera you'll give them the basics but they're like okay mm-hmm. so if i want to shoot this how exactly do i get it and you're like well i've had to learn between weather and you want to get into shooting um, children for mm-hmm. photography, like learning what's the best time of day to shoot with kids. Do I have to work around their schedule? Do I need to bring certain things to appease them? Um, how does the kid even want to shoot today? Cause you know, kids are temperamental. They wake up mm-hmm. feeling like they want to tear everything up and then be angels five minutes later. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it definitely devalues all of your experience, your ups and downs, your trials and tribulations, your errors, your highs, your lows, your, and you just want me to just hand over everything that I've done. No, that's okay. Yeah, that, you have to get this just like I did. 
Yeah, because like in a way it's like disrespectful for them to even ask you. Oh like, yeah. For every single thing. Like I was also gonna ask you because like when people ask you for free stuff free stuff and like I know how much stuff you put into your work and all the packaging and everything, all the money it takes and all like you said, the experience. So when people ask you for something for free, how does that make you feel? You want the politically correct version or you want... straight up by all means, uh to be honest, it, it irks my last that got got that on nerve. It really, really does. Um it it also depends on who's asking. Now, if it's a customer asking, uh I kind of read the conversation like, okay, what was going on here? Because I have had some outright ass. Like there was one lady who <laughs> the experiences that you have in business, my first disgruntled customer, um, she felt that because she had patroned my business so much that she was entitled to tell me what products I needed to add to my line because that's what she wanted. And I had to think like, oh, I got to be diplomatic about this because what I don't want is a disgruntled person going back to their Instagram or their social media platform. And instead of uplifting the business that they've supported, which of course I'm thankful for every single customer, every single order, but now it's, you know how, how it is in business. You can have everything go right and it'll take that one bad uh, customer, that one bad review, mm-hmm. that one time to blast and all of a sudden that's all everybody sees. They completely ignore all the good that you've done. Mm-hmm. So uh, I handled it as best I could and just kind of okay, here, go away. And it came down to, she wanted one particular product and I had a restock right after one of my times I got back from underway and it sold out before she could get to it. And so she jumps in my inbox, which that's another thing I had to get used to because you're a small business and you run your own social media, people feel entitled to jump in your inbox and just talk to you. Sometimes any kind of way, some people didn't got blockyanaed by me, but you know, it is what it is. Um, sometimes I have, to, I have to remember that at the end of the day, I'm doing this for me. And if I feel like someone is coming in and interrupting that positive energy that I have built around this, I don't need it. I don't need, and not all money is good money. And there have been times I have turned customers away or I've even flat out refunded someone um, before because um, I'm really big on my quick shipping. Like if an order comes in, uh, my, the worst ones I really, really hate it when they come in on my duty days because I can't leave and go pack it up and take it to the to the post office or to the UPS store, which I'm thankful to have a, a UPS store right around the corner. So um, if an order comes in while I'm at work, I already know that night I need to get that out. I'm really big on if it took 0.2 seconds for your money to come out your account and come to me, I'm going to make sure your order gets out that day. And, and no offense to anybody out there, but this, um, it'll take 10 days to process your order. That does not include weekdays. No, that's that's not how I'm going to do my customers. Um, you took time out of your day to go to my website, put something in your car and pay for it out of your hard-earned money. The least I can do is try to ship it out within a day or two. And she became very irate in my in my DMs. <laughs> Excuse me, and felt that because she had spent so much money with me, that I should have at least given her a heads up that I was going to release the product, and I should have directly DM'd her to let her know that the restock was was live, and um, I should have put something away for her. And I was like, "Whoa, wait a minute, I don't." I don't do that. I don't play favorites with my customers. You got to get in there just like everybody else. And when I have more, 
just like it has happened before, I'll restock. Like this is not, I'm not going out of business. It's just, I'm making all this myself. And if I can only make X amount of products at a time before I pass out in my kitchen before work, then that's, that's what I, I have to remember that my safety and well-being comes first. I'm not about to be up till two o'clock in the morning making stuff and waiting for it to settle and adding the color and the, the fragrances and mixing it right. And then putting it in the jars and printing off more labels. And, and I still got to go to work the next morning. So that was one customer that I had to, uh, had to go to, uh, had to go to war with just, just a little bit. Um, and I stood my ground because she ended up doing a chargeback. She ended up ordering some products and outright in her order at the bottom demanded free products. And I, I, I was a bit taken back when I looked at the order because it said, and please add four of this for my pain and suffering. And I was like, wow, um, I don't have those in stock, but okay. Cause I'm, again, I'm really big on customer service. So I DM'd mm-hmm. her back and I said, well, I just got your order. I saw your note. If you give me a couple days, maybe I'll have that more of that fragrance in and I'll just ship you out another, another item. And it was, it was not received well because according to her, all the money that she spent, I should always have her products available. And I said, okay, all right, you forgot the human aspect of this. So I'm going to handle this diplomatically. And I shipped her order as is, and she filed a chargeback. So as soon as she got it, she told her bank that it was an unauthorized charge. And so I woke up the next, the next day after she had gotten it to a chunk of money missing out of my pending payout and a fee because the the domain that I was using at the time, um, and I think this is with a a, a good bulk of them, um, anytime a customer files a complaint or does a chargeback, they immediately take that money back. They don't hold it in escrow. They don't wait till it's, you know, found out. They don't do any research. They just give the customer back their money, which is a very big disservice to small business owners because you have Mm -hmm. fraudulent chargebacks left and right because the customer got mad. Or I've also had one where someone literally just wanted the money back for Christmas. So you placed an order with me, you got your product, and then you went to your bank and lied because you wanted to spend that money on Christmas. So uh, y'all got to stop fraudulating people out here. Like you're really hurting small businesses because I also had to pay a fee for that. I don't get that fee back. And it takes weeks to fight that charge back and hope that I get my money back because out of the maybe four chargebacks, thankfully, knock on wood, that I've faced since I've been in business, I've only won two of them. The other two, one, because I didn't really know how to fight it. I just went, you know what? I don't want to deal with you. If you want free products and your money back, that's fine. Have at it. Now, file a chargeback if you want to. I'm fighting you like the reincarnation of Johnny Cochran, rest his soul, Um, because you have to protect your business and your brand. You can't let people walk all over you because people will if they see that well she answers my dms so you know what i see that she's selling out and she's got all these people buying her product my little 60 70 however much i spent it ain't gonna hurt yeah it does because that's time research sleepless nights Mm -hmm. weekends when i could be spending time doing whatever i want i'm in my kitchen for 48 hours that's labels that's going to the store and replenishing paper and ink and pens and packing tape like that's what you're taking away from a small business it's not just we out here just making all this money and going on trips and going to tulum and here no we're not doing that like i said earlier it took me two two and a half years to see an actual profit because everything I was getting, I was putting right back into it. Every time I had a payout from sales, I was ordering 
more uh, products, more oils, more boxes, more uh, everything down to business cards, packing tape, um, uh, drawstring bags, little uh, sealing bags or, or heat seal bags that I can put samples in, like all those little minute things that people don't look at when they just open their pack and you go, oh, okay, I got my stuff. It took time for me to figure out a good company that wouldn't hit me over the head for my tissue paper or my, I call it scrunchy paper. I think there's an official name, the little black stuff that goes in the packaging that down to finding out which labels work best. It, should I get a plain paper label? Should I get one with a gloss uh, ink, like my printers for printing off all my labels? I don't go through a company. I use my own resources for that. So all of that goes into those small businesses that people slur up and down is doing so big. Like by all means, the ones that's saying that they making a million dollars in a day. Hey, man, do, do you more power to them, more blessed to them. Hope I'm, I'm them that one day, but right now I'm not. <laughs> um, so please don't, don't do that to your small businesses. Um, don't do that to any business because it, it really does hurt them. And it's, it's one of those, those lessons in business that I had to learn the hard way. Like, again, not all money is good money. And I'd rather lose one customer and gain 10 because mm -hmm. I don't need that, that malicious spirit sending money to my business because currency flows to me easily flows to me often i don't want that negative currency coming to me so i had to go ahead and let her go i mean i'm pretty sure she found somebody else to rock with but yeah shoot i was about to ask you what's your nightmare story there it is yeah yeah that that was the one that one sticks out to me because again it was my first <laughs> my first interaction i was like how do i handle her she is going left and she was tagging me in um her Insta stories. I don't know what they were called at the time. I think like posts. Yeah. I think they were called mm -hmm. Insta stories at that yeah. time. She was tagging me and she was like, this is why I can't support black owned businesses, oh, blah, blah, blah. And it was all of that. And I was like, okay, either I got to shut this down. I can't. And so I sent her the product that she asked for later on. And um, I fought that charge back and I won because at that mm -hmm. point I was like, you taking money out of my, not even my profits, taking money away from me. You're taking my time away from me. You're taking money out of my pockets, which ultimately mm -hmm. is how I take care of my child. So now you mess, you mess with the whole family. Now we can't have mm -hmm. that. So I ended up uh, blocking her on all social medias. I blocked her IP address that she couldn't order anymore. Cause what I don't need is you ordering and then filing chargebacks, um, mm -hmm. knowing that I ship so quickly. And that, that part of me, the part of, <laughs> I understand why some businesses wait that long, but hey that's that's them but yeah she was a. Uh, I wish her all the best like I really do but I've thrived and grown since her so one monkey don't stop the show and I, I kept it going but yeah that was my nightmare story I've had like I said four chargebacks one she claims or the person claims was an accident highly doubt but I won that one too <laughs> um and then someone else like their daughter had used her their card to go onto the site but it was under her name and account and I was like okay no you're not getting your money back on that one like if you reach out to me and you're like hey something happened I bought something I didn't mean to if that's the case like you reach out to me like I answer my dms like constantly mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very big about that and um if you reach out and like let me know what's up then all right, well, you know, maybe later on, or I'll give you a credit later. Like I'm very easy to work with because I'm, I'm really big on customer service. But when you just spend $200 and then the day after you get it, didn't under, didn't know this transaction occurred. Nah, we ain't playing that. Hmm. That's crazy. Well, yeah, now that you um told us your nightmare story, what is your, one of your favorite stories? 
Um, I would say why it's like a story that makes you be like, this is why I love doing this. This is why I'm going to keep doing this. Um, Ooh, it's hard to, there's, there's a couple of them. Um, uh, I would say my first big order, um, my first big order that came through that I had to actually reach out to the customer because I just wanted to make sure that it was not <laughs> fraudulent. Um, oh yeah. So there's, there's a, a very sweet lady, Miss Dana. She lives in Richmond, Virginia. Um, and I almost was about to pack them up and drive them up to her because Richmond's only an hour, hour and a half from here. And so she's been buying, um, she loves my candle black. It's my, uh, my driftwood and, and and must candle with my black sea salt on top. Um, mm. The one that almost got washed, one of the ones yep. almost got washed away <laughs> in the I Atlantic remember. Ocean in that photo shoot, which I yep. still have those. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna leave the sand in them. But uh, yeah, she's been ordering a couple. I, I mean, I don't have a lot of customers. I have a good chunk of recurring ones that I, I can recognize their name um, when they come when they come through. And uh, Miss Dana, oh my goodness, Miss Dana, she's been ordering black. Like she'll order two or three at a time. And then another two weeks will go by and she'll order another two or three. And I'm like, she's burning through these candles. How is she gifting mm-hmm. them? I don't, I don't know, but Literally okay. burning through them. <laughs> Literally, she's burning one a day, which I've tested them. You can't burn them in a day, but maybe she's doing a power burn I don't know about. So mm-hmm. um, an order came through for 120. Mm. And so I thought maybe she meant 12. <laughs> and so I reached out via email and I was like, good evening, miss. I ain't gonna say your last name, but um, just inquiring. I just got a, lo- a very large order, which is very out of character for your account. I just want to make sure that this is exactly what she wants. She says, oh, yes, yes. Uh, I love your candles so much. I want to gift them to my family for Christmas. I was like, 120? Mm. You got a big family. Yeah. And um, she just wrote this whole paragraph. Like I order them so often because she's uh, retired from the government. And she just literally just stays at home and she mm-hmm. loves the smell of black that she has them burning in all her rooms. And I was like, that's why you're going through them so quick. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what's up. And yes, she ordered 120. And I, in my mind, I was like, man, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't got 120 candles here. So that weekend um, I, I gave her a heads. I was like, ma'am, I'm not sure how you place that, but um, I don't physically have that many in stock, which Shopify needs to do, stop doing this overselling thing. And so mm-hmm. I told her, well, um, if you give me like an extra two to three days, I will devote my entire weekend. I will make all your candles by hand this weekend and I will ship them all out no later than next Wednesday. She's like, oh, you are perfectly fine. I don't, in my mind, that's how her voice is. It, you are perfectly <laughs> fine. Just ship them out whenever you, you, they are ready. Um, no rush. I just can't wait to give them out as gifts. And I said, okay, I got to do something special for Miss Dana. So for that, um, I kept the aesthetic of my normal black uh, candle label, but I ordered like a, a high gloss and I did a, a black, a different black uh, smeared background with the gold trim just so that she could have those different uh, candles for Christmas. And it took me about, uh, I would say about five hours. I laid out all the jars. I wicked them all by hand, put all the stickers on the bottom um calculated out how much wax I would need uh the fragrance oil whoo she called me just in time because I had like two three drops left when it was all said and done and um made those let them sit uh made sure all the tops were smooth put the salt on top let them sit again trimmed all the wigs put the lids on and I packed them up so tight with them peanuts that he was asking mm-hmm. about like, what are those pack of peanuts uh got me some big old boxes padded them up real real nice 
and I shipped them off to Richmond. And that was one of my, wow, someone literally just bought a hundred plus of my product. That is, that is crazy to me. I would have never, like, of course, everyone who's in business wants that big moment where like a celebrity places an order or someone just comes in and is like, I want all of it. But when it actually mm-hmm. happened, I was like, wow, someone really likes my little, little old me's product. Um, and so that was one of my, dang, okay, that, that's why I do this. Um, and then I would say another one is when I was asked to do uh, the favors for a friend's wedding and she wanted, whew, still can't believe I did this. She wanted 300 jars of various body butters as gifts. And she wanted me to do individual boxes or products for the individual bridesmaids boxes. And she had 11 bridesmaids. I said, okay, you, you about to have a whole wedding wedding. And so um, <laughs> like talking back and forth, is like that whole planning thing. Like I'm over here, like doing a specialized order. Like, okay, this, this is, this is it. And I ended up doing various scents, one for each of the bridesmaids. Like she would describe the personality and I would say, okay, she's definitely a coral berry type. Okay, she's a sweeter <laughs> one. Okay, she's more masculine. She's the cra- she's the quote unquote crazy one that you need to have bail money for. Okay, I'm gonna give her a musk, uh, like a, um, a vanilla musk color or fragrance for her. And it, it worked out. Um, and I shipped them all off and whew, that was another one. Yeah, that was another, I had, I had a fresh batch of uh, 50 pounds of uh, shea butter that had just came in. I was like, ooh, that's why I ordered it. Because I was sitting up trying to figure out why. Some keep telling me to order all this shea butter. I don't know why, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. And it was because the universe knew that that big order was going to come through. And um, that was fun to make. So yeah, it's just just been those. And um, just being able to put something good out there. And then some of my wholesale accounts, I have a lady in... um, I can't remember which city I'm to look back through my invoices, but I know she's in Illinois and she has a, uh, she has a, a wellness shop and she wholesales my feminine bars. Um, I don't know what her company is. She won't tell me what it is, but she just wholesales me. She puts, she private labels them for me and uh, she orders 60 or so a month. And I'm like, what is you selling out of these? What's going on? I mean, I like it, but what's going on? Um, but just knowing that there are people who want mass quantities of my product and they want to put their own label on it, which I don't have a problem with. And uh, I gave her a little bit of the backstory of some of the ingredients that way she can speak to them and not just, oh, it's, it's feminine soap. It get rid of BV. Like she can actually speak to the, the herbs and the oils that go into it. And there's no synthetic fragrances and no synthetic coloring and all that good stuff. So, yeah. yeah. That's exactly how I felt when you booked me to fly out to Aww. you to take pictures i'm like wow someone really likes my work that much to find mm-hmm. me out to take pictures that's exactly how i felt and it goes to show yeah. you um like that this is what like you're meant to do like this is like your gift the fact that you can tell someone's personality off of a scent like not everybody could do that so like mm-hmm. that's how you know this is like something that you're destined to do Oh yeah, I've smelled so many. <laughs> Whoo, baby, when I tell you the buckets of fragrances that I have smelled just to get a, a feel of, okay, what's out there? Because vanillas are not all created equal. Musks are not all created equal. So just being able to tell like, okay, yeah, you're definitely a Tonka bean type of person. Oh, you butt naked would be good for you because that's what the actual name of it is. Mm-hmm. Um, or orchid is your thing. So yeah. 
that's a that's an idea right there because like the fact that you can tell a scent off of a personality you can do like zodiac candles based off personalities and then that, that would be i think that would be pretty good Ooh, you jumping ahead that's coming mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. trying to release the 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 first one for uh cancer season because you know us cancers we uh we one of a kind i'm trying to go ahead and start that with my birth month um yeah i was making those in the background while you were here still playing with the coloring on them and mm-hmm. um and whatnot so yeah that'd be dope let me know when you drop the aries Y'all crazy bunch, but yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> Every season's coming up, so I hear it's all mm-hmm. over Instagram right now. Oh, I bet. Watch out. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like, do you have any tips that you would give someone that's like a beginner slash advanced, like someone that's been doing it for years? What what tip? Like, one tip you would give them? love what you do (laughs) when you love it you will put your all into it and uh wear goggles when you're mixing your lie don't be brave okay you'll burn all your nose hairs and mess up your lungs okay that lie is no joke um but uh definitely research and, and, and love what you do um when you love it you put more into it you care about it more you research it a lot more um the amount of reading i've had to do is whew, it's it's a whole whole nother uh occupation on the side between all of my soaping books and herbal books and medicinal books um dr sebi and trying to get a copy of his original um herbal uh book that he's put out there's been some some replicas and do i don't i want mm-hmm. the original but uh just knowing that there's uh hundreds of different herbs butters oils uh, styles of mixing things that you can really divulge and expand upon um natural colorants uh synthetic colorants artificial all all different kinds but i would say uh definitely love what you do and don't be worried about what you're going to get out of it um because when you start doing that you may start finding shortcuts and all right I, i just need to get this butter out so i'm gonna skip out on the the, the mango butter because I know that, that that softens the skin. I'm gonna put this cocoa butter in there. I ain't gonna put a lot just because uh, I need to get this product out and then it taints your overall brand. All it takes is that one time for you to cut corners and then get into the wrong hands and this all oh, this recipe is off. It's stink. It's this, it's that. And you didn't tainted your own brand trying to cut corners. So mm-hmm. definitely don't do that because mango butter, mango butter is very fickle. That's another one that is a <laughs> it's a good one for the skin. It's very, very absorbent. Um and that's kind of a uh, late summer fall type of butter that I would say uh, absorbs a lot better. I'm definitely not in the winter; it'll it'll thicken up like cold peanut butter. But uh, yeah, just just definitely experiment and have fun. Have fun with the experimentation. Um, I actually have, I believe, next weekend is my long weekend off. I have a I wouldn't I'm not gonna call her a young lady. She's a, a mom of two young girls, and they want to get into soaping. And my sea mama who uh, retired down in Georgia. She uh, passed my information along to her because she knows that I'm big in the soap and she makes candles down there and I'm, I'm the soaper up here. And so she passed me her information was like her daughter really wants to get into soaping. And I immediately thought even I was like, dang, okay, that, that's what's up. Thank you. And so we've actually set up a, a soap date for I believe it's next weekend. 
um, where her daughters are going to come over. And I, of course, I have all of this they can experiment with. I got the melt and pour. We can do a batch of cold process that they can see from start to finish um, if this is something that they really want to do. And then like inspiring those young minds, like you never know where mm -hmm. that could take them. I was talking to the mom, like coordinating all this. And I was like, hey, you ever heard the story of, uh, I forget what their company is, but they were two sisters and they started making bath bombs before bath bombs were really a thing. And they blew up and they're sold in Target and all kinds of different stores. And they were millionaires before they were 16, just off of a, a hobby that they really liked and their parents marketed it right and it took off. And so if this is something that they really want to do, not only is it something that they can actually use on a daily basis, it's something that they can market, maybe, you never know, pay for school, have mm -hmm. the college fund set aside, just a hobby that turned into something else. So yeah, I'm all about fostering young entrepreneurs. I've, I've definitely helped a handful of people in the area. I've given away so much free product just to get other people started. Um, because again, that goes back to that. I, I love what I do. And if I can help somebody else get a foot in the door and okay, don't mix this butter and that oil and oh, this fragrance oil rices, this one accelerates, then hey, I got mm -hmm. you. That goes to show that when you love what you do, like growth is inevitable because like you'll go from doing what you're doing to teaching it to holding events to teach it and mm -hmm. it just blossoms like that and like it grows onto another person that could do the same thing and it's just um exactly growth. you keep pouring you pour into one person they pour into another and next thing you know everybody cup is full so mm -hmm. and then they're recommending you because you're the one that taught them and then mm -hmm. it's just like a like a domino effect like or like it just like comes full circle. Yeah, there you go. There you go. In my mind, I was like, I'm, I, I'm on the right track with him. I can't, where is he going? Full circle. There you go. He said, <laughs> that's what I meant to say. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, um, I was in, when we were stationed in Japan, I did, um, photos for an event and it was like a aromatherapy party and like each table mm. throughout the, cause like it was like one of the, um, the housing complexes, you know how they have like the the um, rooms to rent out. The towers. Yeah, yeah, the towers. They had like the rooms. Oh yeah, the, the yeah. The first floor to rent out, and like the whole room, mm -hmm. the whole first floor was like rented out, and she had tables across the whole thing, and each table was something like either the oils, body scrubs, and each table had like instructions on how to do it, and so people would come and make their own, and obviously mm -hmm. they paid to be in the event. So that was that was pretty dope. There's an idea for you. That you that. Yeah. I missed that party. There's an <laughs> idea for you tough. though, so you can hold your own event in the future though. So yeah, like I'm that. down with that. I, I definitely mm -hmm. um I've had a couple of small intimate candle making, uh, another learning experience. Like between the the supplies for that and coordinating that, there was one one person that. She, they just wanted to have a candle party so bad, but we just could not get the logistics down. She kept changing her mind. I want to have it outdoors. I want to have it indoors. And I'm like, I got to be able to plan for outdoor equipment and a heating source and exactly how many people are coming. I have to order all the pictures and enough fragrances. Mm -hmm. And it just didn't work out. But I was able to host um, another one for, um, I think it was like her 35th birthday party or something like that. So I got like really nice uh gold vessels for her of course i had to test them out beforehand um to make sure that they would work with the wicks and it, it was it was nice um 
And I, I gained a few uh, loyal customers out of that, but just another moment of being able to teach somebody else. Don't know what she did with hers, but um, again, a, a fun experience for her. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I feel like if you was to do an event, my personal opinion would be best to do it indoors just because. Oh, yeah. The, like you have the electricity, you have like the, it's not that much wind blowing and like there's less distractions mm-hmm. and like everything. I think everything flows differently indoors than outdoors so oh definitely <laughs> definitely because what I, last thing i need is we outside the bird fly by and knock something into it and then up oh, candles room because the bird yeah. don't it so yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah you see how those seagulls were acting when we was had the, the products outside so them things acted like we had a whole bag of, of something that they really liked mm. they was like oh what you got it's a candle i don't care i don't know yeah. what is it? Yeah. i want to try it i'm like oh my god <laughs> better than them seahawks in japan them things take your head off Oh, over yeah, a biscuit for sure. goodness mm-hmm. for sure they'll snatch your food out your hand i've seen it <laughs> and um, i almost was a victim of one i was like I, my my hands are not worth this popeyes you can have it i set that box down <laughs> and took off like you got it <laughs> it's yours it's crazy Mm-mm. do you have any um book recommendations like anything like any books that helped you either business-wise or just in life in general um book recommendations I, re- I read a lot of um i'm working on um right now for resiliency uh hillary clinton's uh how it happened her mm-hmm. uh recount on the the election like a lot of things i a lot of people did not know uh going on behind the scenes just going off of what was going on on the news. And of course, that's the major source for people that you need to give people things in little spurts and you got 10 seconds to catch their attention. But like, I learned a lot about like her as a person and the misconceptions behind her and from her take, what really happened. Because of course it's your side, their side of the truth. So her interpretation of what happened during the election, just that resiliency, just, okay, no matter how much people are throwing at you and trying to sully your name and talking down, like just keep doing what you're doing, keep running your race. Uh, shout out to Nipsey Hussle. But um, mm-hmm. it's one of those uh, one of those books that makes me think, okay, I'm just going to keep going no matter what happens. By all means, I'm nowhere near like, the spectacle that was Hillary Clinton, but just that building up that little bit of resiliency or that little extra resiliency. Um, Queen Afua, I'm reading her book as well, her woman empowerment book. Don't quote me on the name of it because I don't remember it. Um, but uh, definitely for a uh, spiritual healing and trying to recenter myself and making sure that I take care of me first because without me, Ain't none, ain't none of this gonna go on so uh being able mm-hmm. to to come back to yourself at the end of the day and not just work yourself into a rut and then expect somebody else to come back and pick you up no you gotta take care of yourself um other than that like i try to do a different audio book or a physical book every week um the next one on tap is why are all the black kids sitting at the why are all the black kids sitting at the same table in the cafeteria it's a very long title but mm-hmm. i want to get into that um I think I feel like it's like a race dynamics type of book, but nothing too like crazy, but just like a maybe further interpretation on the culture and mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the, the pulse of the country. So just trying to diversify, like I'll have a, a fun book one month and then the next book going to be something serious. And then the next month it'll be uh, something completely out of the norm, like Barack Obama, which I've had to take that one in 
like small chunks because that book is like 800 pages. So, mm. um, <laughs> but just keep, keeping myself diversified, um, I definitely want to uh, to definitely to definitely keep that going. So those those are my two for now. Okay. Okay. So anybody trying to contact you, what's the best way to reach you? Uh, my Instagram, honestly, um, that's going to be Magnificent Honey, M-A-G-N-I-I-F-I-I-C-E-N-T. So Magnificent, but with four eyes, Honey on Instagram or Mag underscore Honey, M-A-G underscore Honey on Instagram. Um, I answer my DMs. I'll shoot the shit with you. Um, I'm very personable. I enjoy the interaction from my customers. Uh, that's that's my main one. Um, and then I also have my TikTok. Ooh, TikTok, that's a beast right there. M-A-G underscore honey is, is my TikTok. Um, I'm trying to be consistent there, but I end up spending like an hour just scrolling through videos more times than that. Mm, yeah, my Instagram like is, is my main source. It, I mean, you see one, you're like, okay, I'm gonna scroll to like five. And you look up and TikTok is asking you, hey, do you need to take a break? No, Instagram, you don't know my life. Let me scroll. <laughs> but yeah my instagram is is best i try to answer every single comment i always like and appreciate any interactions but my instagram that's that's my go-to right there okay that's what i forgot to ask you too like how did you come up with the name magnificence because i know you say you you started doing candles but like did the name come before or after that like how did the name come it actually came before so the full actual legal registration of my company is magnificent honey soaps because everything started with soap and then over time um i've i've shortened it down to either mag honey especially when i was following my trademark Whew, that was a beast to try to try to mm. do but um magnificent honey just kind of stuck and it's actually i think my best friend andre for that um I just imagine like he's very bolsterous and and colorful and vibrant. His personality is just oh my god, he balances me out. He he's the opposite of me and he balances me out. Um I don't know if you remember him. He was on uh one of the cruisers out in Japan, but he might have already rotated back to the states by the time he got there, but he just his whole personality like I envision when I was coming up with I trying to come up with a name. Um he was definitely there. He was at my house almost every day. And I just imagine like, what's something that his old crazy butt would say? Mm-hmm. And I think one day he said, mm, this smells magnificent, honey. And I was like, magnificent, that's it. But I got to be different with it. And mm-hmm. so I credit him for the creation of magnificent honey. <laughs> that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. Like that goes to show like the, also another side of that people don't realize the trademarking and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a whole nother ball game oh yeah having to hire i got a trademark attorney you got a file and one day hopefully i'm big enough to where i can send cease and desist and maybe one day i'm hoping not but uh yeah yeah you gotta you gotta protect it because people be out here like oh i see her doing that bet i'm gonna go ahead and steal this and tweak the name and um try to sell like i'm i'm that person and i'll get that business and now somebody then hijacks all your work and that's not not cool Mm-mm. Being a scam is not cool. <laughs> not at all. But yeah, I think that that's all I have for my notes. So, <laughs> all right. Time. But um, I don't want to thank you for being here again because, like, I know how time consuming your businesses in general, and like I always say, time is money. So I'm taking away from your your money, low key, not even thinking about it. But you're here speaking with me and that means a lot to me so i appreciate it 
And I thank you, right? I thank you for having me and flying out. It was good seeing your old crazy bud again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always a pleasure to to link up and work with uh, another like-minded business owner. Got some some tips on on the trading. So I'm I'm slowly but surely uh, getting into that. I followed a couple of the groups that you uh, that you shout out. So I'm, I'm gonna try to get into that. But yeah, thank you. Uh, for helping me with uh, the photo shoot and putting together some some bomb setups that I didn't even know I could do here. <laughs> um, we found a corner with light and was like, give me that prop, give me this. Okay, go get that. And I was like, how are you seeing all of this? But that just comes from <laughs> your experience. That, that's where Crazy. it all comes from. Yeah, like it just started just coming to my head with the lighting. That's my, my favorite kind of aesthetic. So like it was kind of natural just thinking of ideas. So that mm, was pretty good. Yeah. Okay. You have any last words? Um, go forth and do great things. You're gonna you're gonna be good out here in these streets, right? Uh, just keep shooting. First time you get a a celebrity, I promise I'm not gonna uh sell your autograph that I handed you for when you first got (laughs) here. So uh, I definitely made him uh sign his first book for the love of black women. I had to get that autograph because when he blow up, I don't need him acting funky. Cause he out here mm-hmm. shooting celebrities and whatnot. So yeah, but just, just keep doing what you're doing. We're proud of you out here. We're gonna keep supporting you and uh you'll be a podcast. I hope I really do hope it takes off because you're doing good things here. Yeah, I hope so too. Then if that happens, then we all shine because everybody will be listening. So oh yeah, oh that, yeah. That's the whole that's the whole goal. Oh yeah. I appreciate it. So that's all I could I could say. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. And uh, I support you. You support me. So we good. Yeah, mm-hmm, for sure. All right. I got to get back to this. So these invoices I got to go look at right here. This, 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 oh, yeah. The not so fun side of it. When you got to deal with money. You see it in your account. And you know it's got to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. You take it easy, all right? All right, right. I'll see you around. All right. Take it easy. Bye-bye. That's all for today. Um, if you're still listening, thank you. Because um, that was a pretty lengthy podcast episode. So if you're still listening, I hope you learned something. Um, drop a like, subscribe, comment. Let me know what you think about the episode. Let me know if you have any questions. I can shoot them over and get those answered for you. Well, yeah, until next time, peace.